This is Jeffrey Arendt. Here's the story behind Jet Airways chairman, Naresh Goyal in India, who stepped down March 1st, ending 25 years with a whimper. Aviation pundits in India, according to our reporter, Trithankar Ghosh, were not surprised. Trithankar reports flyers will agree not too long ago, Jet had set the gold standard for service and excellence. But over the past few years, its quarterly losses had grown, as has it woes. In just 10 years, the company, with close to a 50% market share, went down to less than 15. And there's the question of the grounded fleet. In early March, for example, 47 of Jet's planes were on the ground. In addition to that, nine ATRs and 36 B-737 series aircraft, which included all of its B-737 MAX 8 planes, were grounded at various locations across the country. Also, JET just stopped flying to a number of destinations within India. According to Trithankar, the verdict on Naresh Goyal brings to light part of the reason for Jet running into the ground, was actually Goyal's manner. Quote, he was famous for his temper tantrums and well-known for taking pot shots at his senior staff anytime, anywhere. Witness, Trithanka writes, the number of top management officials who quit the carrier. Goresh's wife, Anita Goyal, who was also on the board, was in charge of the commercial department and ran it like her own empire, Trithanka reports. It was often said that nothing moved in the department without a nod from the madam. But these quirks were more than made up by Naresh Goyal's fantastic ability to network with the high and mighty in the world of aviation, as well in the corridors of power in New Delhi. Goresh was so good at his networking that he made sure Jet had no major competitor apart from Air India. Air India, in fact, was told Trithankar Ghosh reports, to fall in line through directives from the Civil Aviation Ministry that Goyal influenced. It's well known that Goyal's lobbying with ministers and politicians put the screws to moves by Tata Singapore Airlines, JV, in the mid-1990s. He apparently convinced the government that the JV was anti-national. For their part, the Tatas did not take it too kindly when Goyal most recently has been around with a begging bowl asking for help. The Tata simply said, no, thank you. So right now, there's Naresh Goyal, and apparently no one cares. Now, Trithanka reports, no one listens to Goyal in the corridors of power. So his appeal to the government, and mind you, this is an election time in India for help, has gone unheard. But the government is moving to try to save JET. So the government, during an election time, doesn't want to fail jet airways, it would send the wrong signals to the people on the eve, as we mentioned, this election. So politicians in India have made it clear to the primary lenders, the banks, to save jet airways, but not Naresh. So where does all of this leave jet? Lenders by the State Bank of India own 50% equity in the airline through 114 million new shares that were issued under the regulations of the Reserve Bank of India for companies which have negative net worth. Now, there is a view that the airline will survive to see another day, perhaps in another form, but in the same name. Right now, if the market and aviation watchers are to be believed, 
the main bank, State Bank of India scenario for Jet, will be coaxing Etihad, a minority shareholders in Jet Airways. It has 24% stake in the airline and 50.1% in its frequent flyer program, Jet Privilege. They'll want Etihad to provide new leadership. So then once the airline stabilizes, the search will start for a new buyer. Another option is to let Jet go bankrupt. If that happens, Tata could buy Jet Airways. Naresh Goyal, who still holds a sizable percentage of Jet stock, obviously would not favor that move or like it even a little bit. Infusion of finances along with a leaner cost structure could also save the airline. All of this upheaval, by the way, is playing out as Jet Airways marks its 25th year, celebrating with a look-back, soaring-ahead attempt at branding. No doubt 2019 will be a year Naresh Goyal will look back at for a long, long time. This is Jeffrey Arend. As the U.S. celebrates Women's History Month in March and the world celebrated International Women's Day March 8th, we want to talk to you about Jennifer Frigger Latham, Vice President's Sales and Marketing at Emotrans, based in Long Island, New York, because she's among the outstanding emerging women in global transportation. Jenny, as she's known to friends and families and just about everybody else, just had returned from the important Air Forwarders Association Air Cargo Conference in Las Vegas, where she moved up her workload and duties for that 250-member organization, accepting the post as AFA Vice President. Jenny noted that the 2019 AFA event set record attendance as the global transportation industry's preoccupation with uncertainty in markets comes into sharper focus. She said, The hope for greater political and economic stability, but increasingly the actions at AFA gatherings, whether in Washington or at our outreach events, one scheduled, for example, in Los Angeles later this month and one at JFK International Airport later this year, and of course our annual air cargo event, empower our membership and everyone in the industry to better understand and to deal with the entire menu of transportation challenges. Jenny also mentions that at Emotrans, in addition to our AFA commitment that continues all year round, we're sending a team to Cargo Network Services Conference in Miami in May. Emotrans will also participate in Transport Logistic in Munich in June, where the sheer square footage and range of industry players, she says, is amazing. As we had at last Transport Logistic event, we'll have a booth and bring in an international group, including our procurement teams. The economics of these events may be costly, but there's great value in sitting down with vendors and exchanging ideas among our industry partners. This is especially true because logistics touches every facet of the supply chain, and we are uniquely positioned to feel the ripples of challenges in the global economy. Finding solutions allows us to better serve our customers, Jenny Frigger said. Jenny mentioned Emotrans wrapping up its global results for 2018 sees it's been another great year of solid growth for that organization. This result enables us to continue to make careful, wise investments and expansion and to gauge what the market and our customer need, she said. Emotrans was established in 1965 in Stuttgart, Germany. It's been on one path of continued expansion and success for over 50 years. 
currently with 87 offices in 19 countries and 250-plus network locations in 120 countries, Emo fields a solid and flexible infrastructure tasked to deliver exceptional logistics services to customers, large and small. We are a multinational, privately-owned company, Joe Frigger, Emo chairman and guiding spirit, said. We are deeply invested in understanding and internalizing the needs and goals of our customers. Our goal is to forge partnerships, ensuring that we are able to facilitate the most efficient, effective supply chain solutions possible, Joe Frigger said. But what about Jenny? Jenny Frigger navigates life and business successfully with two children and husband Paul, who is also part of the Emo Trans family. Jenny was involved in the freight forwarding business from an early age when she accompanied her father to the office during summer vacation. She also worked in Germany in freight forwarding and has been in business for over 20 years, during which time she completed her study at the New School in New York with an MA degree. Prior to her present position, Jenny worked in Freeport, New York, and San Francisco and was branch manager of Emotrans in Philadelphia. At that time, she also served on the board of directors of the Traffic and Transportation Club in Philadelphia. Jenny is always active. The idea is manage and deliver. The investment in IT, as an example, has been a major drive, Jenny says. We Always have to be aware of the changing environment in our industry, be proactive and pragmatic in our response to those changes. Innovation continues to be the lifeblood of strong economies, and while trends in the structures of supply chains are always evolving, social and cultural shifts are also impacting the expectation of those establishing supply chains. Emotrans feels that investing in robust ways to manage and deliver data and visibility will not only place our offering at the forefront of transportation, but also will be a driver as we develop new technologies to enhance the human experience by meeting and exceeding our customers' goals and demands, Jenny Frigger said. But going face-to-face is at the core of our mission to fulfill customer needs, she said. In the interest of this strategy, we always have a number of visits by individuals planned globally as well as group meetings in the U.S. and overseas. EMO team members at many levels routinely take the time to visit partners and customers to gain new business and to solidify existing relationships. We hope that while away from their families, they enjoy the thrill of seeing new places and realize that we appreciate, as a company, we appreciate their sacrifice. Recently, we conducted a board meeting in Florida. Not only did we decide on new expansions, but also our continuing path of succession planning. My brother, Sven Frigger, has been promoted to vice president compliance. Sven and his team have made a big impact on our compliance and ethics procedures. Sven will continue to be instrumental in keeping the business ethics and regulations, as well as the culture of Emotrans, on the forefront of our organization and will expand his responsibility to our global network. Tom Bays has been promoted to Vice President Business Development Asia. Jenny says with Tom's long-time commitment and hard work living in and then frequently traveling to Asia, he's created close ties to the partners and employees who make Emotrans Asia operations successful. Tom continues to foster collaborations, Jenny said, that will bring us and our Asia operations into the future. I'm excited about the work we'll do together. In fact, Sven, Tom, and I will travel as a team to the Far East in April, Jenny says. 
Thanks, Jenny. Thanks for making us all look good. For your time, this time, until next time, this is Jeffrey Aaron saying thanks for listening and keep them flying.